This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things Black business and related news, strategy, and events. Here in the studio today, we have Edwina Wilson of Kelly's Choice Cares. Edwina Wilson, born and raised in Prince George County, Maryland, now residing in Suffolk, Virginia, married with four young adults, seven grandkids, and one great-grand, is a radiant beacon of inspiration. Through, though her second oldest child, Kelly, 37, was born with cerebral palsy and is intellectually challenged, Edwina is a force of positive transformation. She's passionate about what she does when it comes to her nonprofit, Kelly's Choice Cares, for she brings an unwavering commitment to the excellence in all that she does. She is thriving in her choice of careers from a best-selling author with other mompreneurs, hosting her own radio show, Winning with Winnie, and Your Voice is Heard, which is about change, growth, and empowerment to uplift, encourage, and motivate her listeners. Edwina will tell you, it isn't always easy, but with God's grace and giving herself grace, she is always able to push through and face challenges as they come. She's a caregiver to her daughter, Kelly, and through the 37 years, she always likes to encourage other special needs parents and caregivers alike to take time for themselves, find boundaries in the journey, have no regrets for loving on you because you know your loved one will always be taken care of. And if you don't, you won't be any good for them. So love on you and take care of yourself first. What powerful words. Welcome to the show, Edwina. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start from the very top. Tell us what is Kelly's Choice Cares and why does the listenership need to know about it? <laughs> Kelly's Choice Cares is a nonprofit um, that I launched in 2014. It was actually a dream that I had in 2012 that I know it was God that gave it to me based on my journey of raising Kelly um, for several years. Um, because in that dream, it was uh, I was in a venue and it was caregivers there and it was people in wheelchairs and walkers and canes and crutches and all different types of disabilities. And through that dream, um, I, I, I'm assuming that I host that dream because I remember it was three uh, speakers and then we opened the podium up to those that so desired to want to share their story. And as I wake up out this dream, it was like, I'll always say the number 75. I don't know why. It was like 75 people waiting to get on that podium to share their story. So I, I felt like that was God giving me a message. Because me being a caregiver myself to my daughter, I want to talk sometimes. I want people to listen to me sometimes. I want to share my moments and the journey and the things that I deal with sometimes. And we all need someone to pour back into us over the things that we go through. So I felt like, God said, yeah, she the one. She going to do this. So I'm going to give her this. And it wasn't just one. It wasn't just a disability. It was a caregiver's too. So he gave me a two for one. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of responsibility. What made you take your passion 
and turn it into a nonprofit business because lots of people out there have passion and some of them even go pursue their passion and do work in the community. But what make, made you want to take it to that next level and actually start a business entity like 501c3 and make it all official? Well, honestly, I, honestly, I instantly felt after I woke my husband up out of his sleep, I literally shook him and woke him up out of his sleep. Literally, I did. And sharing that dream with him. And I knew at that moment God wanted me to start something with it. And and so it stayed with me and I never lost a thought. I talked about it. I shared it for three years. Three years. Never lost thought of it because it was God. God is not going to allow you to lose what he wants you to do. And God knew that I would be the one that would take this challenge on, take this call and, and run with it and do whatever God had me to do for those that care for the, for their loved ones and for those with disabilities. So it's definitely a journey that I walked into because of God and I found more passion even with taking care of my daughter once I got out there because I learned so much about so many other people, their journeys, their hearts, their challenges, and every story I basically can relate to. So I was like, yeah, God wanted me to do this. Mm. And so here I am. What? Almost 10 years later? (laughs) So during 10 years of entrepreneurship, I'm positive that you've seen your shares of ups and downs. And just like some of the seasoned entrepreneurs listening right now or some of the aspiring entrepreneurs that are listening right now, I'm sure they can both use some insight on how you keep that longevity, how you keep going. So can you give us some insight on how you continue forward and how you fight through that urge to just give up some days or some urge to just, you know what, this is too much. I'm just going to put this down and go get nine to five right now. Man, you know what's so funny about that? That happened today. (laughs) Literally, when you're doing something good and when you're doing something uh, that has a purpose and when God gives you something that's good, there are always going to be attacks. There there are never going to be times where uh, you're not going to have any kind of disruption because you will. When you're pursuing your passion and your purpose and you're walking in this thing and you know things are going well, it's always going to be something that's going to come on. But if it is for you and if your heart is in it and if your love is in it, if that is truly a passion for you, you're going to find every way possible to overcome that, to walk Mm -hmm. through it, to keep pushing. Because at the end of the day, it's not just for me. It's for those others out there that need to know what I know or need to need help in the resources that I can give or provide and just need that person that can say, okay, you know what? I've been there, done that. Let me talk to you or let's talk about this thing. Everybody needs support one way or another. So I feel like God really gave this to me. He knew I would push through it all, no matter how hard or how high the mountains is, I'm going to get over it. And I'm going to keep going because this is truly a passion. And, and you know, I live this life every day. My daughter be 38 in December. Mm. So I done been there, done that, and I'll keep going because there's somebody else out there that needs to hear not only just my story, but someone else's story. And I can provide that for them. You're listening to the Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham podcast. I'm the producer. Seiko Varner from Positive Vibes. 
So we would love for you to do a few things. Like this episode, you're going to like it anyway. <laughs> Share this episode. It's worth sharing. And tell other people about the podcast. Sharing is caring. Let's all get wealthy. Mm, and I hope you all out there are taking notes because the two gems that she just dropped on us was number one, be guided by that passion. Keep your reason, keep your why very close. And number two, Accept the support. Everyone needs support no matter what they're doing. So with that being true, everyone needing support because sometimes things are going to get rough. Why do you think it is that people look at you and say, man, she makes this look easy because we all know it can't be. You know, it's so funny you ask that question because a lot of people come to me and when do you make it look so easy? And I look at them and I or if I'm on the phone, why? Why do you say I make it look easy? Well, you have your daughter on social media, you share your daughter and you make it look so easy just because you see what you see. Don't always think that I'm making it look easy mm. or that it is easy. There are challenges that you may not see. That I deal with every day. One, my daughter does not walk, period. She is in a wheelchair. Wow. I have to work with that. I have to get my daughter up in the morning. I have to get her to the bathroom. I have to give her in the tub. I have to wash her face, brush her teeth, comb her hair. I have to do all of these things. These are the things, some of the personal things that you will not see on social media because everything is not for social media. Okay, everything is not. I take it to the bathroom. I wipe her butt. Okay, that's not for social media. Yeah. So if you feel like I make it look easy, it's not. She's my daughter. When God, when I got that, God Kelly was dead at birth. She was not dead. Let me not. Let me rephrase it. Kelly did not have life at birth. Mm -hmm. God breathed air into her. Mm. So God knew evidently that I was going to be the one to take care of her. So when He breathed air into her, and when they told me three months later that she had a disability, I made a decision to love her to care for her, to groom her, to mold her, and take the challenges that will come that I don't know about. We're not given manuals. We're not given instructions or directions. All I knew was each day I was learning something different. So with that, if I make it look easy, it's not. But if you love what you do, and if you love your individual, you're going to do whatever it takes to make sure they have a great life as well as I do. So that's how I do it, and I don't know why... That may seem easy because it's not. <laughs> so um, you're speaking to a special percentage of the population right now. We're talking about parents who give care to their children with disabilities um, and oftentimes even adult children, like you're saying. She's 38. So why do you think it is that parents who have children with disabilities, who give them care, especially to their adult children, why don't they see themselves as caregivers? They don't often embrace that title. Why do you think that is? Because they feel like I'm mommy and I'm daddy and I'm always going to be mommy and daddy. Yes, that is very true. But when you have an individual that has 24-hour care, or other challenges in life, you are their caregiver. And especially when they age out of school, 18 technically is adult age. They consider everybody 18. Yes. You are now not only mom and dad, but you are their caregiver. Because if you still care for them, if they're still in your house and they need you 24-7, you are now considered by law, you are their caregiver. 
Mm. That's how they become a caregiver. <laughs> and some of them don't realize it. They be like, I didn't think I was their caregiver. I didn't know that I was their caregiver. Yeah, you are technically their caregiver. You're still mommy and daddy, but they're over 18 now. Mm. And so now they need your care. And, and, and that's where that title of caregiver comes from for them. Mm. So now that we have a perspective on exactly what you deal with every day and exactly what the caregivers deal with every day, let's talk about how Kelly's Choice engages with this community. What does Kelly's Choice do for differently abled children and for their caregivers? Man, um, we have resources. If it's something that we don't have, if individuals call us or ask some questions, if I don't have an answer, I always have someone else that I can refer them to that may have the answer. So my goal is with Kelly's Choice is to create a list of resources for people uh, of all sorts because we never know the challenges. I think a lot on what I deal with with Kelly. And through what I deal with with Kelly, those are some of the resources I think of. What about accessibility, the type of doctors, the type of dentists you need, um, equipment, modification, um, even if someone needs mental health. All different types, I come up with lists to be able to refer someone if they if I don't know those answers. However, within my organization um, and some of the things that I do, I for the disabled community, I have annual caregivers, I mean um, cerebral palsy conference I have that in uh, March every year uh, except the last three years due to COVID, but I have that for those with cerebral palsy, I have a disability uh, summit um, and then in um, October 5th, one day only is cerebral palsy day so I'll do like maybe five speakers that day based on um, cerebral palsy so I always try to change it up, whether it's someone from the physical part, the medical part, um, different, um, just a person with disability themselves, because what better person to speak than someone that live in that condition? They they love to talk. They love to share their journey, their challenges, what they've overcome, even with the bullying stuff. Like, they love to share these things. And I think it's a powerful thing to give them the mic, to give them, the, let their voices be heard. So I'm always that person that does that. I have a special needs fashion show, you know, for them. Um, and then we have the caregiver scale but that wasn't for the special needs community (laughs) (laughs) wow that seems like a lot um tell us about your team are you a solopreneur do you have a board that's supporting do you have volunteers that regularly work like because there seems like there's a lot going on so how does it all come together (laughs) <laughs> I'm just singing, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, good, good question. In the beginning, and I'm going to say it like this, in the beginning, I had a great support system. Yeah. Um, at this point, since COVID, the past three years, and me really not doing the things that I used to do, but I still picked up the phone. People were still calling me. Those type of things, that was a solo moment, mm. you know, because people needed to be encouraged and motivated and uplifted and, you know, and so forth. But they knew I wasn't out in the community, so they found it so easy just to pick up the phone and call Miss Wilson. 
at this point, I am starting over with a team. Mm -hmm. I want a better team than I've ever had before because my passion hasn't left. As a matter of fact, because of COVID, grew even stronger. I get it. I understood. It was a moment of suddenly everything stopped. And many were not prepared, including myself. My daughter was in day support. Monday through Friday, all that changed. So I'm looking for a team that understands my passion, that's willing to work with me, not just for me, but with me. I want people to work with me and volunteers and all of that. So today, yeah, it's just me right now. Mm -hmm. and But I am definitely looking to rebuild come 2024. Well, that sounds like an opportunity for those folks who are tuned into Hot 91 today. So if you are out there and you are in the sound of my voice right now and you have a heart for helping children with disabilities, adults with disabilities, or even supporting the caregivers of those with disabilities, then you need to engage with Edwina Wilson. And how do they do that? How are they able to get in contact with you and have those conversations? Okay. You can call 704-449-2074 or you can email me at Kelly's, K-E-L-L-Y-S, Choice, C-H-O-I-C-E, Cares, C-A-R-E-S dot, nope, at gmail.com. Kelly's Choice Cares at gmail.com. And can you give us that phone number one more time? 704-449-2074. And it seems that as of this moment, uh, Edwina is looking for board possible board members yes. and volunteers who have a heart for this mission. And it sounds like if you have some experience in events that you could be helpful on the team as well, because she just listed a plethora of events that are going to be coming up in 2024. Um, So are there any events left for this year in 2023, though? Yes, 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 yes. It's for the caregivers. So we have an annual caregivers recognition gala. This is our seventh. We came back this year. We missed three years, but it is is all well with our soul. So this year is our seventh annual caregivers recognition gala where we honor and recognize family caregivers. Mostly we call the unknown heroes Mm. for their sacrifices their unselfish love, like their um, their hearts, the kindness. You just, as a caregiver for myself and a lot of others that I've met, man, they give so much of themselves. But one thing I always try to make sure I tell the caregivers, remember you matter. So self-care is so very important, mm. extremely important. And it's always good to learn boundaries as well because you need to take that time for yourself and make sure you set aside for your individual. Boundaries is very important. And medical, I mean mental health, come on, like, we got to make sure that our mental state of mind is always on point because if it's not, and we get caregiver burnout, then who's going to take care of our loved ones? Mm-hmm. So we bring all that to the table for our caregivers gala, for them to network, meet each other, you know, be able to support each other, connect with each other, and I always believe within my gala that there's someone out there that's sitting out there in the audience that may be at a point in their life where they're ready to give up. They don't want to do this no more. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm burned out. But it's somebody that's getting up there to receive and to speak. 
where the dream come from. Y'all didn't get that. Where the mm-hmm. dream come from. Someone up there that's speaking, that is a caregiver, and they just said all these things about their life, and they just touched that person in that audience that was ready to give up, that was ready to throw in the towel, that was saying, I'm tired. I don't want to do this no more. This is what I solely believe. Plus, God gave it to me. God gave me this. It was something I just walked into. It was a dream. Even the gala, God spoke to me, recognized my people. So this is what I do. And so we're here Sunday, November the 12th, 5 p.m. in Suffolk, Virginia, is our seventh annual Caregivers Recognition Gala. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. Wow, that sounds exciting. And to be honest with you, I never even took the time to consider the need for the network of caregivers. Like, I, I understand all that caregivers go through, and I immediately understand the need for self-care for caregivers because they're always pouring and giving so much of themselves. But can you speak a little bit to why it's important for caregivers to know and communicate with other caregivers? How does that help the caregiver? Why do you think that's important to have a caregiver? caregiver community because you can you never know who you can inspire Mm. you know most times caregivers don't like to reach out to people they feel like i'm bothering somebody or i never have anything good to say it's always something i'm going through whether it's caring for their individual or because they don't feel well but most caregivers will tell you oh i didn't want to call you oh i didn't want to do this because they feel like I really have nothing good to say. And you do. If you're still living and breathing and you're still taking care of your loved one, you always have a moment to share. How did you make it this morning? How did you make it this afternoon? How did you make it tonight? You're still here in the morning. You can uplift someone by your whole day of how you made it through, even when you feel like you didn't want to make it through mm. or if you feel like you couldn't make it through. You did. So guess what? That's a story all by itself that you can uplift someone else. You know what? I'm so glad you said that because guess what? I had that moment yesterday. And let me tell you how I went through this. Let me tell you how I made it through this. So a community of caregivers is so important to be able to uplift one another, Mm. to encourage one another, Mm. to motivate one another. Keep going. This is, you know, they need us. It's always someone out there that don't have nobody, but your individual have you. And that person you're talking to, they have somebody else. So come together, network with each other, support each other. But you know what? If you are not a caregiver mm-hmm. and you have a friend or you're a family member and you know someone that is, reach out to them. They won't call you. I promise you they won't. Mm-hmm. They will not call you and say, hey, I need to talk. Hey, I need this. They won't do it. But it's always good if you know someone, reach out to them. Let them know you're thinking about them. Let them know you're on your mind. If you don't want to call them, text them. They'll smile just to see that text message. Hmm. I know because I do that sometimes when I see a message <laughs> from someone. I'm smiling. Yeah. Thank you. I needed that, Lord. Thank you for sending that person. So you never know what a simple text message can do. Hey, you were on my mind today, and I just wanted to say hello. I hope you're well. You know, send a word of inspiration or something, or call. That's even better. Girl, listen, I was going to text you, but I decided to pick up the phone and call you. Thank you, because you never know what words you might get from that caregiver on the other end, that they needed you to pick up that phone. Mm. 
they needed that. So just remember, those that's listening, if you are a friend or family member, pick up that person. Pick up the phone and call or text that person. Or go knock on their door and go visit them. They'd be surprised. I know I do. Listen, that is a message that is so important. I think it bears repeating. If you know someone who is a caregiver, who is pouring of themselves constantly, who is giving of themselves 24-7, reach out. Shoot them a text message. Give them a call. Stop by. Stop by just to say hi or stop by with a plate of food. Just connect with that person uh, because, as you pointed out, they are not the type who are going to call and say, hey, I need I need a shoulder. Hey, I need someone in the house with me today just for a conversation. So don't wait for that moment for them to reach out. This is your moment right here. This is your sign today to reach out to that person. Text, call, show up for them because they are always showing up for someone else. So you said that you're building a new team. That's what you're looking for in 2024. Tell me what else uh your organization looks like in the future? What do you see for the organization over the next two or three years? Great question. I see uh, Kelly's Choice going in other states other than just Virginia. There are caregivers everywhere. I remember when the pandemic came and it shut down everything and I was supposed to have my cerebral palsy. This is in March, a cerebral palsy conference. And it was local, supposed to be local in Suffolk. And because of that, it shut down. Me and my crazy little self decided to take it online. And I did from Saturday to Friday. And when I sat, did the flyer, put it out there, I thought to myself, you must be out of your mind. But I tell you what, every single day there was an email an inbox message or a call, and every day those slots that I had up was filled mm. from Saturday to Friday. What that tells you, people want to be heard. They want to share their story. But you know what? God, he... he mm. mm-hmm. Take them to church this morning. You know morning. what? <laughs> They're driving home from church, and you're about to take them to church. <laughs> See, you know what? Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> God, he has a funny way of doing things. And I say to this day, that was a test. God said, you know what? They home. Go on to do seven days and let's see how you do. Let's go on to do it. Was I tired? Absolutely. Did I want to stop? Absolutely. Why didn't you? Because people wanted to be heard, and that's what I saw. Every single time a text message came through, an email came through, an inbox message came through, I said, God, you knew. You knew this, didn't you? But they were from... uh, Africa, Kenya, Brazil. Wow. Uh, so when I say international from all over the world, why not take Kelly's Choice all over the world? Why not try to start at one place at a time? Okay, so we done made our spot in Virginia. Okay, so now we need another spot. And because my home is originally from PG County, Maryland, I already spoke with someone. What you ain't that question? Mm. I already spoke with someone. So we're preparing to take Kelly's Choice to Maryland come 2024 as well. So we're going to be in Virginia. We ain't leaving Virginia. We're going to still be in Virginia, and we're going in Maryland in 2024 for the Caregivers Gala. And we may put on the board as well the Cerebral Palsy Conference, but we got to think about that one because I want to take my time, you know. Don't want to put too 
too much on me. <laughs> so, yeah, we plan on just... 2024, just sprouting out, spreading our wings, going other places, you know. I think because it's needed. It's needed everywhere. You don't have just caregivers here. You don't have just those with disabilities here. They're all over the world. So I'm, I'm willing and ready to just say, you know what, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go where other people need us. Wow. Let's go where other people need us. What a call to be able to have the passion and determination to answer. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And for everybody out there listening, can you give them that email address one more time? Sure. It's Kelly's Choice Cares at gmail.com or 704-449-2074. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. And make sure you reach out so you can not only support children who are struggling with disabilities, but you can help the loved ones who are giving of themselves all the time. Help support the ones who support. And make sure that you show up here next week in Hot 91, the Soul of VA, 10.30 a.m. Sunday for Black Wall Street today, where we will have another innovative creative and hardworking black entrepreneur from your home, Hampton Roads. We'll see you next week. This episode was brought to you by Positive Vibes Consulting. That's PositiveVibesConsulting.com. If you're a business owner and the bank said no, we may have a solution for you. Let's have a conversation. If you're a nonprofit organization, Let's strategize and find ways for you to have continuous income while you're searching for donations and pursuing grants. That's PositiveVibesConsulting.com. A proud member of Black Brand. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street.